Yeah. So the risk of dying from COVID or severe illness from COVID was a little bit higher, a little bit than the risk of myocarditis, which can have downstream effects and you can have heart failure from it forever. Yeah. There's people that age on LASIK still. Oof. But on balance, it was worth it. Public health, you look at it like easy message, give it to everyone, and they marginally favor it. Okay. But does that mean they need their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth booster? Where's the benefit there, right? Like now you have a known risk per vaccine that doesn't seem to go down with further exposure, right? Yeah. And you don't know what the benefit is, so stop. You are about to enter a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense. Where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at the Bushido headquarters in Austin, Texas. This is the art of fighting BS podcast. Brain chips and the tricks. Both chocolate lines up planetarily with the sun. Necessarily reward intelligence. You are fake news. Come on, man. Science is interesting. If you don't agree, you can fuck off. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Jason Goldsmith again. This is an interesting one. So, Bullshito's all about fighting bullshit, right? Yes. Right. And whereas before we were talking about just get your vaccines, get out there, get back with your life, you have to go with the data. And so we're here today to talk about, hey, there's this new bivalent vaccine out. What should you do? Right? And the CDC is recommending anyone can get it over the age of five years. And me and a whole bunch of other scientists are not calling them out on being them being way over their ski tips here. Okay. Right. So this is what's interesting. No one can provide any clinical data. So, so let me take a step back. We're going to start at the beginning here. Okay. The bivalent vaccine now has the new, it's a mix of the original strain and the new Omicron, the most recent Omicron strain. Yes. It was originally approved with only mouse data showing it didn't antibodies and they eventually have now released human data showing that it generates antibodies like you would expect it to would at good titers okay now i don't have a problem with the bivalent generally speaking they're keeping the original because they don't know how much of the protection against death and hospitalization which is the point of the vaccines is yeah. from the original strain which is now extinct by the way you can't find it in the wild gone you only have the omicron strain and a few others but the good. original one's gone the wuhan strain Okay, so you upgrade the vaccine to be relevant to the current antigen that's out there. Makes perfect sense to me, right? New yeah. person comes around the block, a new kid turns five and is eligible. Someone decides to finally get vaccinated, what you're gonna give them? You'll give them the bivalent because you're gonna use it to replace the original. Yeah. Okay. Getting a, you know, a 2022 car, not a 2021 car. Like we okay. do with the flu every year. Right. Now, there's a big difference with the flu, though. Flu vaccines, you look in the south, you figure out what's going to come to the north because they're we're opposite seasons, right? And then you try to make it match that, and sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. Hmm. This virus is already out here, and now we're a year behind coming up with the vaccine to it versus looking at the newest strains that we think are going to take over and rapidly putting one of those out. So it's not okay. quite like the flu because you're – the flu, you're predictively trying to guess and match, and this you're doing after the fact, but fine. Okay. But it's a technical difference. Now, 
the hard part about this narrative for the world and for and it's hard to explain is that what was true then is not necessarily true now because the strains are different so before we get into the vaccines let's talk about the difference between omicron and everything before the original strain alpha beta delta yeah omicron unlike the other strains, sits much higher in your body it sits mostly in your upper respiratory tract that's your nose your mouth where you get a common head cold less your lungs yeah it does a couple things. One, it kills you less. All right. Even unvaccinated people die from, from Omicron less. Because it's not getting deep into the lungs, right? It's more upper respiratory. Yeah. Like other coronaviruses that cause the cold. This is one of the causes of the common cold, that family of viruses. Two, it blows a metric ton of virus out, way more than the previous strains. And you can have a longer period of asymptomatic expulsion of virus yeah well what does that mean one means that that masks actually don't work outside of fit tested n95s and i'll talk about fit testing in a second but your regular masks your cloth masks your surgical masks your regular n95 that you never got fit tested you bought at home depot or online or kn95 right those yeah. all block various percentages of virus let's give it a nice 90 percent number let's say it takes ten thousand virus particles to get you sick well if the Wuhan strain was blowing out 10,000 virus particles and you wore a mask, you get rid of 90% of those. And I'm talking about everyone wearing masks, right? You wear one, they wear one, it cuts 90% of it out of the air. Okay, you're not gonna get enough to get sick. Well, if Wuhan, or if the, not say Wuhan, if Omicron blows out a million particles, you still have more, <laughs> you have 100,000 left over, you're still gonna get sick. Yeah. So if the virus blows out a lot more, you're not going to have masks be as effective, which means the only way to really stop it is have an N95 that's fit tested, which means anyone with a beard wearing a mask, well, it doesn't do anything, right? But you have to have one of these fit tested, it hurts your face, it's gonna leave marks on it. You did a test where you put a bubble thing over your face, they pumped a chemical in, could you taste that chemical? If the answer is yes, your mask doesn't work and you have to try a different mask. You've done yeah. this at the hospital probably. Yes. I've done it. I can wear one, exactly one type of mask in my line, which is the 3M 3160 small because of the way my face is shaped. But I know what mask works, right? You do too, or you know which masks for you work yeah. in healthcare. So if you've noticed, the CDC is backed off and recommending masks. Yes. No, we, we stopped wearing them except for inpatient rooms. And I don't, I'm in the fucking lab, so I don't go to patient rooms. Right, exactly. And the CDC is really backed off. Why? Because of this. But, oh, masks you said work. Were you lying then? No. The virus changed. Okay. Yeah. So what do the vaccines do? They do two things. Thing one, they train cellular immunity. That's your T cells and your B cells to an extent. But they train your T cells to recognize the virus the next time. And that does two things. One, it doesn't freak out. This is like the BJJ guy that's been in class for six months and is no longer a spazzy white belt anymore but knows what's going on. You stop the spaz. Spazzy white belts yeah. hurt themselves and others. Same concept. Your immune system spazzes out when it sees it the first time. It can hurt yourself. There's an autoimmune analogy. No, no, it's just an over-strong reaction that takes out things next to it. So it's going to have a more regulated response, but it's also going to know what to do quicker and kill it. So two things. You haven't seen it before. Your body's like, freak out, don't know what to do. Also, So big response also takes a while to get the right response. So you want an appropriately measured proper response yeah. which is most of your t-cells going around killing crap cytotoxic yeah. t-cells so cellular immunity has been shown to be the main causative 
immunity type that prevents the hospitalization and death that the original vaccines have carried through. Doesn't matter how the fucker mutates. The vaccine protection is held through all the mutations, right? Even though the spike protein mutates, you recognize enough of it in the parts that don't mutate that your body has great cellular immunity. Now, neutralizing antibodies have to bind to the right part of the spike protein, coding it to prevent it from being able to enter your body and get people infected. Very different, right? There's parts of the spike protein that do not mutate because if they mutate, they lose function, right? So those aren't changing from variant to variant. Yeah. Cellular immunity works against that too because your body's going to, when it sees the vaccine, the proteins your vaccine makes, it's going to spew out a bunch of different receptors that recognize different parts of that protein, including the parts that don't change. But neutralizing antibodies have to fit very particularly into the part of the binding regions that like to mutate for a variety of reasons. That's how evolutionary body biology works in escaping the immune system. It's going to mutate there and make the antibody not stick as well. That's what the virus wants to change to make the antibodies because it wants to replicate. It doesn't care if it dies in three weeks to your immune system because if it can get a million pumps, viruses pumped out and spread everywhere, it would actually rather, I know I'm anthropomorphizing here, it'd rather make you very mildly sick and spread a ton of virus than make you really sick and kill you quickly with less virus. Yeah. Oh, look, Wuhan versus Omicron. It mutated more virus, less sick. Because that's what happens with selective pressure against serious illness. Yeah, and you talked about this like a year ago. or like, when it yes. was going to become endemic, this is what was going to happen. And look, it's happened. It's like science is predictive. Yeah, go figure. So, all right. Now, how it works is the antibodies are going to code it, right? Well, the vaccine produces X amount of antibody. There's Y amount of virus. Is that antibody enough to coat all the virus you're spewing out to prevent you from transmitting it to others or to prevent mild illness, right? Because mild illness is really preventing it. Answer, maybe for the original strain for the first several months after the vaccine, because we saw transmission rates drop, right? In the original studies. Yes. Because it didn't produce that much. Ever since... Then, once it started mutating out, the answer was no. Between the lack of at last lost efficacy against neutralizing antibodies in the original variant, you know, from alpha to alpha, beta, delta, you were losing antibody functionality. So there you're having transmission. Omicron, we don't know. Do we know why we don't know? There are no clinical trials showing the efficacy of of the bivalent vaccine to prevent hospitalization or death. We assume it still holds true because it has the Wuhan strain. Cool. We have no data to show that prevents mild illness or infection at all. Yes. None. And there the, is no I know clear. a lot of the anti-vaxxer crowd has latched onto that factoid right now. Right. And so this is where it gets confuse the issue. Right. There is no clinical evidence that this prevents transmission. Okay. Why am I getting a booster? So here's the data we have. First two vaccines, solid data prevents you from dying. Alternatively, you could get COVID twice, and it seems to be about the same. So two exposures, vaccine or COVID, prevents you from dying or getting seriously ill from COVID pretty dang well. Now, you probably want to do the vaccine instead of playing fuck around and find out. But let's say you got COVID early before there's a vaccine. You probably only need one shot based on the data. You already have the antibodies, yeah. Where you've already been exposed. There's some data and good evidence from other vaccine series and how we know bodies work the third shot's probably pretty, probably worth it in most cases too. 
unless you had a really bad reaction the first two. There's no data for shot four and beyond that they do any additive protection. There's a little data for the shot third shot that further prevents serious illness and death in the face of the Delta variant. That was the big second wave in the summer of 21. Yeah. And that's it. So now we have something that has no data for further vaccination that we know in some cases cause clinical myocarditis, that's inflammation of the heart. And now there's more data starting to come out. I was just seeing someone presenting a case report today that they are a, a series that's not published yet that's subclinical. So troponin leak doesn't do anything to you. But if you're getting a vaccine every three or four or five months to constantly boost yourself, what is the risk of that? The answer is we don't know. Yeah. But it's not zero, right? So I have a non-zero risk. It's not a high risk, right? But it's a small, tiny risk but I have zero clinical data to suggest getting more. Now compare that to the vaccine in the stories we talked about before. Huge clinical data to get your series, get your vaccine, right? Yes, absolutely. Small risk, risk hasn't changed. Now risk accumulates with more vaccines, maybe, we don't know. But now you flip it when you don't have any clinical data backing it up. And this is why on the advisory committee, Paul Offit, who's one of the godfathers of vaccine, modern vaccines in this country, who did the rotavirus vaccine, who's at CHOP, super well-regarded, as pro-vax as you get because he's created them, voted yeah. no. And his answer was, I have been infected. I have been, I've been vaccinated. I've had it as well. I will wait for data to support me getting it. Now, if you're an 85-year-old person in a nursing home, you don't even know if you've been exposed to Omicron, you're super brittle, maybe you should get it. Because maybe the six-month benefit to you in your lifespan to not get the vaccine again, the virus again, increasing that's better than the cumulative effect of 10 shots 15 years from now, because you're not going to be here in 15 years. So I'm not saying don't get it at all. I'm saying, but for the average populace, not the edge cases, and the edge cases are harder to do trials on, smaller numbers, you got to really figure it out, right? But for the general populace, where's the data? Yeah. On no, the and vaccine. And the CDC is pushing it. And it's super weird. It's terrifying. Some of the uh, big names in the CDC have left recently. Like, it's gone bizarro land. Yeah, I believe it. The problem is, it's a, one less of the science and one of the messaging. Public health in this country is just a fucking train wreck in general. I mean, you have to have a population that's educated and willing to listen to people that know what they're talking about. But then again, you have to have people that aren't political activists in public health. That's office. the thing. The CDC used to be super respected, and then they shit the bed with the COVID testing. Yeah. They did better with the with the C FDA and CDC for putting the first vaccines out. And then they shit the bed with this now again. Yeah. I just my what I struggle with is again the messaging and people that we deal with, especially not our surface, uh, not our deep audience, their core audience of what we do, who we talk to, you know, you know these people. But then it's the peripheral audience of Bullshito, the people that are that follow us for our memes and you know videos of people getting their asses kicked and that kind of stuff from back in the day and they know us that the ones that we have to reach that are probably like well now i'm confused because you said the vaccine was good and um, you know maybe right don't... well so the message is the first two great the third one probably worth getting the shot the fourth one to be on if you're really old talk to your doctor or you're on really yeah. bad immunosuppressants talk to your doctor if you haven't had it, get the bivalent. It's the upgraded model. Cool. No. But what the hell? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. It's frustrating, though, because I know I can hear the people nonsense in the back of my head. Is, oh, well, you're changing your story. You're flip-flopping on the thing. And, you know, it's because it's A or B with them. It's all or nothing. It's black or white. Vaccines are good or vaccines are bad. And, you know, listen to a doctor, you know, he's... Well, and the fact the doctors are just taking their marching orders from the CDC and the CDC is now way over their skis and everyone's like, well, why are doctors recommending? I'm like, most doctors don't spend time looking at all the data. They have 50 patients a day they're trying to get through. Yeah. Not really 50, more like 15, but you know, 10 minute visits, folks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, a lot of the people haven't that engaged with this, especially pushback, have, probably haven't been to a doctor in years, even the healthy people, because it's a whole different experience. I mean, we could have a whole podcast on how much of a nightmare the American health care system oh, is. That'd be a great conversation to have. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Just, yeah. I mean, that that would be a three-episode, multi-part series, you know, and we'd have to shoot video and shit on site and stuff. But uh, you, you would have to, like, get charts out for elastic, yeah. elastic demand. Have a whiteboard back here just in drawing and shit. Yeah. Yeah, but so, but that's why I wanted to come on and talk about this a little bit is that like you got to call bullshit where you see bullshit and I hate doing it, but I'm now yeah. calling bullshit on people that were doing the good thing before. Cause everyone's gotten way too far and it's weird. I don't, there's obviously, Oh, I don't want to say obviously I can't presume to know, but I am hypothesizing that there's some political influencing going on, but I also don't understand the motivation behind that political influencing. I can understand why they say, hey, guys, here's the new bivalent one. We're going to approve it with this data because of similar to the flu vaccine, although we've said why it's different, right? But similar to the flu vaccine. Okay. But we can't expend the program past the 30 shots unless you have some rare, you know, maybe your fourth for immunosuppressed, but not go get the extra new booster where that's not what the data says. Go get the data. We'll say it for that. Otherwise, yeah, this just replaces what people are getting before. Cool. Go get the data. Pfizer can go spend the money, get the data yeah. for the next one, and then substantiate. It's not like they don't have the money. Yeah, well, they got the money. I mean, I mean, they, they've got loaded off the COVID vaccine. And it's hard to combat the bullshit in this space when, you know, I mean, you can point to them, you know, raking in the cash. And so, so there's a bring air of truth to some of the criticisms about this is... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should stop looking at this through the lens of somebody that's just frustrated dealing with dipshits. But that's the world. You're in the back of the lab at the clinic where you don't have the dipshits. Oh, no, no, not in <laughs> my healthcare job, in my <laughs> my my para healthcare job in, in this domain, oh, not well, in yeah. that. No, I don't fucking talk to patients. Holy shit. If, if patient found me, they're something's wrong or they got access code to someplace they're not supposed to be. But it's happened. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just wander in. Like, the door was cracked or something. Like, Elmer Block. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, uh, so that's been super interesting. And now you're getting all these people that were really moderate on one side calling, you know, you know, vaccine deniers essentially like crazy, right? Now they're being yeah. fired on by the other side saying being called anti-vax. I was accused once I've gotten one of these arguments online about this recently, and I write a Paul Offit, and they accuse me of being an anti-vaxxer, and Paul Offit being an anti-vaxxer. I'm like, Paul Offit is as far from an anti-vaxxer as you possibly can get. Yeah. Like, having owned patents and invented a vaccine for children that prevented, like, severe diarrhea and illness in them. And now it's and approved the Moderna and COVID and Pfizer and J vaccines. He was in the Pfizer committee for all of them. Yeah, so I remember like, like, what the hell else do you want? 
Yeah. Now, people just suck at nuance. They suck at things that aren't crystal clear, narratives that aren't 100% just black or white. And, God, I don't know. I feel for the, the earnest, well-meaning people that work in public health these days, the ones getting the death threats from anyone that you know doesn't want to hear what they're told or it's just you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't and you don't want to be falling into the crowd with the people the tucker carlson's out there or the people that are like yeah hey yeah just it's all conspiracy the vaccine and then the fucking rogans are like oh yeah i'm not going to get the vaccine because of myocarditis that i might have for a couple days yeah it's right like the myocarditis is an interesting one though for 18 to 24 year olds there is enough of risk that you had to run the numbers and the answer was it was marginally beneficial to get the vaccine for them compared to getting COVID. So you yeah. might as well recommend them, but that was marginal. Yeah. In that one group. And but we were talking about Delta with that, not Omicron. Yeah. Yeah. Even for them, because 18 to 24 year olds get COVID and don't care. Right. Yeah. So the risk of dying from COVID or severe illness from COVID was a little bit higher, a little bit than the risk of myocarditis, which can have downstream effects and they can have heart failure from it forever. Yeah. There's people that age on LASIK still. Oof. But on balance, it was worth it. Public health, you look at it like easy message, give it to everyone, and they marginally favor it. Okay. But does that mean they need their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth booster? Where's the benefit there, right? Like now you have a known risk per vaccine that doesn't seem to go down with further exposure, right? Yeah. And you don't know what the benefit is, so stop. Yeah. Now you mentioned something about troponins and, you know, yeah. of heart. Sub, so, so, so myocarditis is inflammation of the heart, right? So there's a new study that Azalein J. Prasad, who is a, a public health person from Harvard, who's been both critical of vaccine deniers and now critical of the CDC, he goes on and talks to ZDog MD a lot. These are a couple of medical, I guess you'd call them influencers. I won't call them gurus because they're more. Yeah, we've talked about ZDog. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a mixed bag. He's funny, though. He's funny, he, but he's pretty accurate on the data, generally speaking. He doesn't get too far ahead of it and start going down some weird tangents. Yeah. He, I just pretty he, he He was, he could have been canceled for his, he did like My Corona and he was like talking about oh. the, the Wuhan. Yeah. Oh, oh, ab yeah. absolutely. He could have been canceled, which is probably a sign that you're somewhere it's not that hard to get canceled anymore. So I'm not yeah. sure if that's necessarily a bad thing that he could be on the edge. You can, you could do something like, Oh dude, no. Yeah. But I mean, but he put things out for years. He's been doing medical videos. That's how he got his name originally. And then he started going into talking about stuff, but he's pretty by the book in terms of data, which matters, okay. right? Like he calls what the data is and he doesn't have a tribe in terms of well, if my tribe says, go get a vaccine, I'll get all the vaccines, right? Yeah. That's not how he operates. He's probably obnoxiously moderate. That's good. And, but those kind of people, it's surprising that he has a voice other than his, you know, funny videos, because those kind of people don't get amplified as much by the yeah. algorithms of social media. People. Yeah. Vinay Prasad is his name is the one from Stanford. But point being, he was talking about a, a set of slides he got from a presentation recently at, I think, the European Heart Association. It was showing subclinical myocarditis, so in elevated troponins, that was like eight times higher in people 18 to 24 who got the vaccine booster, boosters than the regular populace. That's not an RTC. It's a retrospective study or not a retrospective study, but a, a comparison study. So they did it going forward, but then didn't have a case. They had to case control it. 
Well, which means they didn't randomize people. They just had people win in. If you got a vaccine, they tried to do troponins and they did troponins and other people and then tried to cross match for confounding like yeah. where you live and all that stuff that could be screw up the data but point being it's at least hypothesis generating aligns with other data we've seen but again doesn't say don't get the vaccine it just says how many should you get before there's actual risk accumulating do you think on some level what somebody people that are making the policies on these are trying to just get everyone used to the idea of possibly adding this to a seasonal vaccine. It's the new thing you do every COVID I, season. I think so, but it doesn't make any sense data-wise. That's yeah. the problem. We have a lot of clinical data on seasonal influenza vaccines. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Influenza vaccine data is marginal for death benefit. It's there, but it's not great. It's pretty good for time lost to work yeah. right like how many days out are you sick which is actually kind of part of the point of it right Prevent you from getting really sick yeah. right okay Activity. cool right that still matters and then get your vaccine especially if you work in healthcare like us Ugh. yeah right i don't want to get it now that being said and i don't want to get sick we'll take the flu shot now that being said there is no data that suggests an annual COVID vaccine is going to do anything. Yeah. I'm, what The reason why I'm thinking this is maybe somebody is coming out and I'm trying to imp, best case scenario why we're they're pushing this is because they want people to still have that to get habituated to the process of, you know, this is something you do now. That's part of. The well, right. But that's what's terrifying to some of us is that there is no data for that. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're probably like, oh, no we'll data. eventually get the data because, you know. But they're not even running the trials. Yeah. Eesh. So for people who don't know, you can go to clinicaltrials.gov and see what trials are being run right now anywhere in the country because you can't ever publish it unless you pre-register the trials. So you can't cherry pick what data you want to release. That's awesome. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's one of the things they fixed in the 90s because people used drug companies to be run trials. If there was bad data, they'd never report it. They'd run another trial, try to fix it. Now, if you ever want to report your trial out, you have to register before you start. So you can see all the failed stuff because they never report the results. Fine, but you know what happened. Yeah, looking at you, psychology. <laughs> so, but the point being, there isn't a trial registered for this as far as I know right now. Well, shit. Okay. Where is the trial that the bivalent vaccine prevents transmission of disease? You're going yeah, to have 100,000 people randomized in the two arms and you're going to track them for four months and you can flip them for ethical reasons and offer the other side vaccination, right? That's how you deal with, oh, you vaccinated part of the population. Yep. Either. But you give everyone half of random people a booster, half of people a saline vaccine, and you track infection rate and you can do all this death and everything else. But I don't think we're going to get any better than we are currently. But you run another trial and show that a fourth booster beyond works specific with the bivalent. This is no, not really but, about I mean, bivalent, right? It's really about how many boosters. But yeah, you're going to do it with the bivalent because that's the newest kid on the block. Yeah. So we're in the, that case, you're talking about transmission versus just long-term consequences for getting. We infected. know that the current vaccines are perfectly fine preventing long-term consequences, regardless of the strain that's out there thus far. Right. Okay. We keep looking and we can do a study to make sure that the bivalence equally good. Maybe there's a marginal benefit on top of it. That'd be a great trial too. Just do I mean, that, I see that's the only point to doing it because we already have what we have. If that's not an improvement over what we have, then what's the point of it? Yeah. Give me the data. 
Yeah. They show that it can generate antibodies. Great. Cool. Are those antibodies sufficient to block transmission? Yeah. Oh, Are they sufficient to block mild disease in yourself, which is like self-transmission, right? That's the early stage. No one knows. I'm not going to pretend this isn't going to be hard to explain. It's a frame for people that have spent the oh. last couple of years following us and uh, us specifically saying, oh. you know, this, that. Yeah, because they're going to be like, well, wait a minute. It's oh, yeah. Not- that's why I said I got a good one for you when I su- suggested we do this. <laughs> I'm like, and of course, we're going to do it because the data is the data. And, you know, the narrative runs against the data, but we're going to lose people who are like, oh, wait a minute. Now you're on the no motherfucker. I'm not hanging out with those people. Well, this is the message. I want people to get two to three shots. Yeah, I still believe that. I think if you've gotten sick three or four times in the hospital, maybe not. It's really hard to do a public health program that way and count exposures. And what's your proof of exposure? And you sure it was COVID. Oh, Right. That's where you start getting the practicality of public health. So I'll still stick with two or three shots to be a little bit simple about it. But technically, you could convince me another way. That's two or three exposures. But fine. Yeah. Two or three shots. Good. My kids have had two. I've had three because my first two were in my second shot was January of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, My third one one was in August of 21. Same. Same. Wow. And then I got Omicron in January of 22. Yeah. I, but I, like I said, I mentioned before, I have, I just got the bivalent uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Point to the yeah. point being like, I, but by not having my kids get a third shot, I've got no data to support that at all whatsoever. I know they've been exposed to Omicron, they were in the house with me. They never turn positive, but I bet you they got some virus particles in their little mouths and nose and everywhere else and developed some antibodies to it because that's how it works. You get exposed to antigens all the time that don't get you sick. So cool. They got inoculated again. I don't even one of my house has got it. That They came up with, you know, COVID. No symptoms. I guarantee you if I took enough of your family's blood and looked for some RNA, particles or some antigen like maybe not enough antigen to pick up on the test because remember it has a threshold but if i did a pcr you get really sensitive i bet you your family had it yeah no pretty hard not to yeah well the the r naught was what four at one point 12 omicron's 12 12, that's right shit i was worse than the fucking measles yeah good times (laughs) right it's still 12 it's 12 but it's you know but it's 12 you know, chihuahuas yeah. instead of 12 pit bulls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the point. It's just yeah. out there. If we started tracking other viruses, like your rhinoviruses or adenoviruses or your noroviruses, and seeing how they mutate like we're doing Omicron right now and what your incidence is and testing all the time, we'd see all types of shit that looks very similar to this at this point. Yeah. But yeah. we're hung up on COVID because humans you know fixate yeah so it's basically a new cold at this point and as long as you've been vaccinated get your first two so it's not a murder hobo and you're good that was a dnd we reference for those we were, i knew we were gonna slide into dnd at some point just the dnd but, uh, yeah I'll, I'll don't you know I, and you might survive you might roll a 20. Yeah, cool. maybe with omicron you only need a 15. you don't even need a 20. Yeah. you're good good day cool
Still, I won't fuck around and find out. Get your vaccines. But yeah. your fifth, get your sixth, get your seventh, get your eighth, get one every year. Show me the data. <sighs> yeah. I think I would like to credit our audience with having enough intelligence to to get this without you know getting their panties in the bunch but i'm sure some people will uh, it's okay this is gonna get blasted out into the world tomorrow we're not live right now just because i couldn't get the stream to work yeah that's okay it'll be very interesting i'll be keeping an eye on the bullshito twitter yeah yeah we'll see how that goes <sighs> facebook page I posted oh. one of the juicier clips out of this we should see what people do especially uh, instagram instagram is where the worst conversations on the internet <laughs> That's good. argue in the comments on Instagram. Yeah. What you can't even really type there. I mean, it's you can't use paragraphs. It's just a yeah, it's a nightmare. We'll do it in all of them, though. It'll be interesting. A little Twitter. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. No, I'll just. I was like, oh, no, you're anti-vax motherfucker. I will vax you. I, I will drive to your house and give you a. I've done the course of the minister of COVID vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> do that way back. Yeah, shit. I don't know. I mean, fuck it. I was coming off a bone marrow donation. I donated some bone marrow and I got my second dose like that week. It was the week of uh, January 6th, actually, where the insurrection. I flew back from D.C. having laid in a hospital bed watching those motherfuckers storm the Capitol while I, you know, was, was doing the fucking donation. God. Oh, God. What the last couple of years just burned me out. I've got so many gray hairs. I've aged five years in the last two. Well, you also had a kid, right? Yeah, but <laughs> okay, fine. But I'm going to blame it on the people. Well, my my kid's awesome. But yes, but it's also the kid. But all I can say is that it's more and more believable every day that we're in a simulation. <laughs> I love the brain in a vat. Just. Just or, being fucked with. That's all I got for you. Like, every, like really, this is what we're running with now. Okay. Yeah, there's I some grad students out there. You know what would be funny? Let's just tweak the setting a little bit. I, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I just, just, just saying. At some point, you get to the point where if the Simpsons are literally predicting the future, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. What was the popular theory that uh, it was the CERN reactor, like, bumped us into the wrong timeline? Yeah, because <laughs> everything sort of went downhill after that, after they fired it up, it's like normal-ish. And then what the fuck? I mean, even, uh, even if I mean, no, we're going to tangent. even the economy right now is weird. We're having like inflation, GDP growth, but just barely in a really hot job market. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, like, I'm now in industry, right? I'm like trying to figure out what the fuck to do with this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we're hiring, but cash is getting tighter, but inf costs are going up, but we need people yeah. and can't find them. I <laughs> go, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> well, we're throwing everything we know next. Yeah, my lab's hiring too. Having right. not as easy to find people. Not as easy to find people. You have to pay them more, and you're theoretically currently in a mild recession because of negative yeah. GDP growth. But not really because you're still having super low unemployment. But the stock market shit its pants for the last year. But that's because we're finally getting rid of you know free money, and it's no longer the safe haven for all investments going through because everyone using index funds like a mutual like a money market for the last decade yeah. couldn't get yield anywhere else. Well, let's okay. Not talk about the housing market. Fuck. Oh well, that's also like. 
now houses are more expensive and so they're stopping building them and the whole problem is there's not enough houses out there for everyone so you're still fucked there yep and interest rates are going up so if you want to buy a house and you're able to well this enjoy but that six percent is no different it's six percent interest guess what yeah. when i bought a house in 20 fucking 2006 it was six percent interest yeah maybe actually no, it was eight it was eight and i refinanced several years later to 5.875 guys but people are flipping out at six right now because we're used to three for yeah three no, we got ours at three Ooh. and so yeah, you, we're like get... should we just stay and not sell well like, like look gas is four dollars a gallon right now it was a four dollars a gallon during one of the last heydays of the economy like it's not good when it was at six that wasn't great but the point being like gas isn't supposed to be two dollars a gallon yeah i know that's but that's what people think it should be because that's what it was during the pandemic when no one was driving a car yeah an economy oh what really? do then i'm like yeah because you everything up they had, like, but now of deer walking down the freeway yeah oh yeah now i'm trying to build a, a screening lab and i have to wait 16 weeks for door frames <laughs> for door frames for lab grade door frames and electrical panels yeah. i'm like the fuck is this <laughs> yeah they're putting in a new children's hospital in town and i'm pretty sure that's going to be delayed for another year beyond I had a leak in my kitchen sink that had to have me get new floors and cabinets. It took two months to get the guys to get everything signed and figured out. Then another two months to get the plans done because they were so busy. And my cabinets are finally going to come in like the week of Thanksgiving. And then they're going to do all that afterwards. And then when my counters break, because they will and they have to take them out, then the insurance will yeah. cover that and I got to go get counters. And this was in May, end of May. It'll take uh. seven months to redo my goddamn kitchen. I'm on subfloors right now. Oof. for like cabinets yeah yeah the bread my kids like to eat the little uh, thomas cinnamon swirl bread that you can get at the grocery store okay. yeah half the time they don't have it yeah now i know like maybe america needs to get used to not having an abundance of everything okay i can understand that but also like jesus christ how broken is it yeah, our supply chain's fucked. Everything is just going to hell. And well, also because China, anytime someone sneezes, gets locked down for two months. So you like, and which is moving all the manufacturing out of there. But ev everything is insane. This is why, like, I won't take a bet. It's not a simulation anymore. <laughs> like, I don't think it is, but there's too much evidence to say someone's fucking with you for you to completely discount it anymore. I will be hundred percent convinced with whenever when some random person gets accidentally gets God mode and just goes ape shit and oh yeah what once fucking godzilla's walking down somewhere and it was like released from a lab and yeah look like they had this oh. lizard and it started okay. growing we're just gonna fucking call it godzilla because why not i'll be like okay calling it not real yep. reality is yep. not real yep. it's now the movies yeah but we're getting closer every day it'd be relief i'd be relieved i'd be thoroughly pleased that's where things went uh, but, like, but that's okay. why things were right. It would provide some meaning to like, the insanity. I don't have to wear pants anymore. It's cool. I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Yep. Okay. Oh. Well, any uh, other medical things we should cover before we kick off? I know this will be a shorter podcast. Yeah. Um, no. I no. But I, I don't think we've had pox. Monkey pox. Yeah. Cool. It's related to smallpox. If you were vaccinated abroad for smallpox, you're probably immune to it. If you get it, you're immune to it afterwards. 
It mostly spreads with men who have sex with men because that's a pretty good vector for friction and contact-based virus. And it's already dying off because once you get it, you're immune. And so it's already going away. Yeah. Well, well. And it's killed like one person. I don't know if there's been a second death in the U.S. or not. But oh, wow. calm down. It actually killed somebody. Yeah, you could see the media was just like drooling at the prospect of it being a, the next new thing to, you know, you get permanent immunity to it or at least very durable immunity after you had it, which means that it can't be like COVID. Yeah. And it's not very deadly at the baseline. So, no, we knew that from the day one. Oh, and it's not new. We have a vaccine for it already. Yeah, I kind of wish if people had gotten COVID, they'd get little pustules on their face and stuff just so you could tell but you know that wouldn't have been too easy have you yeah. avoided it you said you got the no i came up with it was it this year earlier this year probably finally the got me omicron was around yeah yeah i i mean i dodged it i was you know slipping and bobbing and weaving that i know of but yeah then it got me yeah well it was Actually, it's I, gonna get everybody and i was telling people that get I mean, multiple times well, yeah, who cares? You're gonna catch. You've got the cold like once a year. Fuck, flu A is the new hotness around where I'm at right now. Oh, so well, it's uh, flu season. Congratulations. Yeah, it's, yeah. Tis for, the season to be fluey. Yeah, we're running a lot of. Well, we do PCR testing. Yeah, you probably up, use like, a. You probably use a BioFire R panel. I think we use a Liot. We have a couple of those, but but you I mean, we, the panel that's like 21 genes. That's the bio. No, we're just, it's just, a, it's limited to, well, the ones we do are just, just COVID, a and flu A and B. And the, oh, yeah. There's this really cool like, respiratory panel that's 20 of them at once. Yeah, yeah. I know the BioFire one. The, we had that at place, like redacted place I worked, but I don't work there anymore because Moo Place paying me more money. So, yeah, the BioFire's pimp. So, I don't think we've had you on since we started doing this thing. So, I'm going to just like poorly right. segue into it. And all right. That gong, and then, yeah, the sound effect is the how we tell people that we're going to ask them who would they fight if they had an option. Now, if I've asked you this before, you can change no, you your answer. Not. You okay, cool. So, is this a live? It's a living person, right? Living person. Snap my fingers, and they're it's, across the cage. Have to be an MMA person. So I'm no answers. One is as you know, person who owned an MMA gym, trained fighters. I'm going to give you an answer of someone I want to kick my ass because I'd really enjoy just losing to someone that good. And that'd be GSP. I have connection to him as well. One of my instructors was one of his instructors as well. So I'm like, cool. Be fun to do that. Cause yes. like he's still really good and he's just so smooth. And I, if I'm going to get my ass kicked, I'd like to get it kicked by a master. Like Very wholesome for an MMA fighter. Right. And then we'll go get poutine afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if there's someone that I could just go beat the brakes off of for funsies, there's a couple of really good options. Tucker Carlson's high up there. Yes. Okay. That's a great one. No one said him yet. And God, just the... I can't do it to Trump because he's too old. Yeah. That would be like beating a sack full of old sandwiches. But, I... But if I would just, there's no consequences. This is just like I get to use my martial arts skill and have some fun on yeah. someone that I would never do this in real life, ignore all the ethics, but put it out there like in your fantasy lands of who could you just like, God, I just want to punch the guy sometimes. Yeah. I'm not going to pick one of the Nazis because I'd probably do that in real life, to be honest. Like they're <laughs> yeah. shit to my face. My, I might punch them, but I'm Jewish. It's a reflex. But of the people that just run their mouths, it's probably Tucker. 
Yeah. God. But I would Can say five years ago, it wasn't Tucker. Tucker has jumped the shark. Yeah, no, he wasn't as bad. I mean, he was bad. I remember him when Jon Stewart dragged him, you know, on, on that, like back in the 2000s. Sure, but there was a difference. It's like he's just gone to a place that I don't get. Yeah. And I'm someone that's very moderate politically. Like I'm right obnoxiously in the middle to the point that both sides hate me. Generally speaking. Yeah. But I'm just like, dude, stop dog whistling and playing these games and you're just doing it for the money probably and like gross yeah at least yeah, like I, someone like ted cruz you know your texan he at least has legal cases that he uses to troll principles and like he literally like over donated by a dollar on something to generate the federal lawsuit for one of these things he very deliberately does stuff and like i find him like annoying in other ways he at least theoretically has principles that he goes on and like he didn't overdo it he literally broke the law deliberately to get it to the supreme court to have a case about the law yeah and while i don't agree with his position i respect that he is playing the game by the rules of our society in that way to try to make his point whatever that is yeah no i mean i would not have any i wouldn't even help him out of a wood chipper if he fell in head first but ted cruz would have been a better presidential option in 2016 Better, yeah. by the way, of less bad, but still. Yeah, but, but yes, he would have yeah. been less bad. Yeah, just anybody competent. We would have gotten the exact same Supreme Court from all of them, and it would have been yeah. less bad in every other way. Okay, cool. He would have left the uh, CDC and all the early warning systems in place and probably would have been like, yeah, hey, let's just get vax. You know, I'll take credit for the vaccine vaccines. And, you know, yes, you would have been spending a thousand dollars on hotels for the Secret Service every night right, for yeah. slipping in that week's news. But yeah, yeah point, I know. Being, like, that's bad. But, but yeah, but, fuck Tucker Carlson and his. Have you seen his? Uh, he does the podcasty thing. I don't know if he, he does it on a show, but he's got this woodsy, like all wood paneled folksy. Yeah thing I, like I just lumberjack. can't anymore i can't even i can't even anymore with him he, he is human cookie dough and he's trying to you know do that the lumber sexual shit i'm like dude oh. wait until he's in army fatigues oh god you know <laughs> no, wait didn't he it. have he you had some... he's gonna have a shot in camo at some point maybe a little black under the eyes Oh God! Holding his AR. Looking. No, that's real. the Trump boys. That's the fucking. That's a. Oh, I know, but Tucker's gonna do it at some point. I would believe it. I. Or maybe he'll go to a gun range in a suit. I mean, I, at least that would be a more on brand. With this, he used to wear a stupid ass bow tie, but the flannel I mean, shirts accept, and. I'll accept Keanu Reeves at a gun range in a suit. Yeah, that guy's actually a pretty decent marksman, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, no, he trains, he practices. That guy, he puts effort into whatever he's he does, like three he does, three gun competitions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. And he, and he does BJJ. I'm like, okay, cool. You're like, uh, <laughs> you're yeah. just a real life superhero. Thank you. He's one of those guys that I don't want to find out if he has a secret. No, I can't. I can't Fuck. accept if he's bad because apparently he's like the world's nicest person in real life and gave like tons of his money from movies to other actors in it, and it's just a, so he has to be a nice person for me to have faith in humanity. There has to be like one celebrity that's really actually as wholesome as they appear to be. And it has to yeah. be count rapes, and I will accept him, nothing else. Tom Hanks, you know. No, no, Tom Hanks can be a little creepy on the side. It's okay. I mean, he's probably really nice. He's probably obnoxiously nice, but probably gets really pissed sometimes and has a swear jar at home or something. Or yeah. Like he swears at. But no, Keanu Reeves is like that next level, just like an actual chill dude who ended up in acting accidentally. He has to be yeah. that. Like, I, I, I can't accept anything else in life.
But yeah, there's my answers. My answers would be uh, okay. GSP would kick my ass and Tucker Carlson because I like I don't agree with Ben Shapiro, but you can t- argue with him. He's a rational arguer. Dave Rubin drives me nuts on Twitter. But if you listen to him talk, he's more sane when he talks and he has like a Twitter persona. But so he's does gotten Hatton. blocked. I think I'm blocked <laughs> Dave Rubin's. Yeah, I don't know. I have to look. But, but, but Shapiro, I don't agree with most of the time. But like he has his principles and he gets to somewhere. But if you get him to admit he has a flaw in his reasoning, he'll admit it. Cool. I've only liked one Ben Shapiro and liked. I, I physically, it was painful for me, but I clicked that little fucking heart on there of a post by Ben Shapiro when he but was he talking was- about. He, what he did was it was a picture from the handmaid's tale and he's like prepare for pence but when it looked like trump was actually going to go down and it was like you know blessed be or whatever from you know because i'm like he will, he will make fun of himself and doesn't take himself too seriously in some ways like other people does he will but like tucker carlson yeah <laughs> I want I will say ben, Carlson to go on Rogan because I think that would be hilarious because Rogan would be like, I don't know what to do with this dude. Yeah. Because he gets so things out of people interviewing them. Like... He'd be getting, he gets things out of people when he interviews them, whoever it is, right? What, you know, even though he's gotten weird lately with vaccines, he's still really good at interviewing people. Just is. Yeah. Right? It's a skill. I, I, I legitimately miss the days when it's out of... Like when I can listen, get Elon Musk to smoke weed and get Zuckerberg on there. I love to see what he does with Tucker. (laughs) God, I can't imagine Tucker Carlson on weed. That might just he. But this is my point. Joe Rogan gets Tucker Carlson smashed, and Tucker Carlson admits to everything on air. Love it. No, that'd be. I would watch that. I would. As I said, that's why I want Tucker Carlson on Rogan because Rogan has that power. Yeah. God. Yeah, no, following that, I would even want to see a Trump on Rogan. I would. Oh, my God, yes. Although Trump doesn't do any substances, so that gets harder. But you may just get him, like, stroke his ego a little bit, and out it comes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with a genuinely good interviewer, you could, you know, destroy Trump with his own words. But Rogan is insidious about stuff. Because he's, like, hanging out with your fucking, like, uncle or something, you know? Hanging out with your cool uncle. Yeah, with crazy-ass ideas. Sometimes. I mean, the problem is he believes whoever he talked to last. (laughs) Yeah. And he's been talking to some fucking knuckleheads, man. Yeah. It sucks, because I... Brett Brett Weinstein pisses me off. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we I go hard on that, and, you know... He's probably high up on my list of people to put in a cage, too. Oh, God, could you imagine? That would be hilarious. Yeah. That would, that would be great. The last time I trained was this morning at 6 a.m., good sir. <laughs> 32 yeah, years man. in. That would be something. Man, Brent Weinstein. Maybe I would do a me on two. I would have him and Eric. I would want me against both of those guys just to see as a handicap match. Eric, Eric got into it with his brother over some of this vaccine shit and other stuff. I saw that. That was great. Like, Eric is very heterodox very into how there's problems with the academy and he's partially right on it but doesn't hasn't jumped the deep end in the same way in fact he stopped his own podcast and everything just to get the fuck out of that bubble (laughs) 
Oh, he's, yeah, he completely stopped his own podcast. Board on the Portal hasn't had an episode since December of 2020. Shit. Okay. Yeah, I don't follow stuff that closely. That's awesome. I mean, that's good for the world. Well, yes, and no. I mean, I think he. I actually liked him for what he was showing about the problems in the academic institutions. Yeah. He was a little biased about like string theory and not moving past it and physics stuff and his theory being better. Like he has his personal <laughs> axe to grind, but he's right about some of the root problems. He's right about import, you know, the job market and labor. And one of the really weird things about all the clampdown on immigration is there's now a shortage of postdocs in the U.S. Huh. Point they're having to raise pay for the postdocs above what the NIH wants to pay them the first time in years. People can't get postdocs. Oh, no. Which is actually not a bad thing in a way because there's too many postdocs on enough professors. They need to make staff scientists, which are permanent workers yeah. in academia, right? Yes. And so he called this out as like one of the market perturbations going on, and he was right. So like Eric, like again, there there are people that I categorize as people I don't always agree with, but have good points and are worth listening to for some of their good points. Eric Weinstein falls in that. Jordan Peterson occasionally falls on that. Depends on where he is. Originally, yeah. I think his original point that made him super famous about don't mandate law about free speech and what you can say without making it a crime was probably correct, especially yeah. if you use yeah. American sensibilities. Do I think he goes way too far sometimes like all these people do? Sure. Do I think Eric goes way too far? Cool. Do I think, on the other hand, Brett's gone so far out that yeah, yeah so he's you just cashing in. You know my Jordan Peterson analogy, right? About how he's a mixed bag. Yeah. The, basically, you go into a candy store and you start throwing random stuff in there. You're like, okay, whatever. I got some like M and M's mixed in with some Skittles, so I gotta, you know, be careful what which ones I eat. But then, oh, okay, well, there's some. Oh shit, there's some like roach parts in there, so I'm not gonna eat out of that bag. Is you know, he's a mixed right. bag, right? But he's not all wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's some candy in there, but there's also some right. fucking shit I, I that'll kill you. I probably think that for a certain demographic of people who have been disaffected and need to motivate themselves in their own lives, he's probably been a good thing. I think that some of his advocacy of speech is very, it's like America's like, why the fuck do you have to say that? Of course, but in Canada, the laws are different, and so he probably did something there. I think he's also, also like a lot of people, seen market opportunity and gone in a direction to reinforce what he really, you know, to that that audience, right? Yeah, he flanderized himself. He took the most extreme version of his views and just decided to make package it to to be profitable. Right. So, which is essentially yeah. Joe Rogan's problem. Yeah. Right. But does so, Joe Rogan have? Is he actually technically pretty liberal? If you actually had to see what he would vote on in terms of, is he pro-choice, pro-life? Does he, you know, does he prefer, you know, universal health care or, you know? Free market health. Like you just start polling him on the big things. Is he pro, you know, is he pro environmental regulation or not? Like he's a hippie. Yeah. Thing. But he also entertains some really wacky shit. But if you remember until recently, anti-vax was on the left. It was. Yeah. And I point that out. I'm amazed by the fact that it flip flop did its own Southern strategy shit. I, I, I'm like, wait, the weirdos that, you know, put like dream catchers in their windows are the, were the ones that were anti-vax, right. not the suburbanites with, you know. Yes. So, so, so I don't know what to say, but. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's the simulation, man. The simulation settings are just all fucking out of whack. <laughs> Super weird, right? Makes no sense. But that's my point. So there's a bunch of people 
who have now make a living as you know as you the decoding the gurus guys have said yeah. making a living on this and it gets wacky but that doesn't mean everything they all say all of them all say all the time is wrong no and it takes a little bit more character to to admit okay yeah he's got a point all right i'm yeah i fuck the guy but he's right you know I mean, this is why Trump was president, because some of what he said was probably true. For instance, our economic difficulties with China, right? Hey, they're taking advantage of asymmetric laws and hosing us. Yes. Yeah. Was his solution yeah, to it and how he handled it? Let's not do the TPP. That was stupid. Yeah. That was a solution. So, so was some of what he said right? Probably. Was how he said it good? No. Was his downstream actions good, in my opinion? No. No. Most of the time. He did provide a bunch of money to develop the vaccine quickly, so he did some things right. I can't give him zero yeah. points. Fine. But for some people, it is, the me it is what you say that matters more, and for other people, it's how you say it that matters more, and other people, it's a mix of both. Right. And at a certain point, you have tolerances for other. You could be really right on the issues and so wrong in your execution. It doesn't matter what you say, you're out in many people's books. Right. Yeah. Which is essentially what happened why he lost reelection. They're like, I don't care if the guy's right on somebody who says I can't handle how he's doing it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I philosophically agree with the, the phrase drain the swamp. Right. Because it's a fucking mess. But then you're I, fucking swamp thing. All right. Right. But this is my point. There are things that he said that made sense. Immigration form makes sense. His solution, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Build but a wall. Is he wrong about the root issue about how our system's completely screwy and is very asymmetric and doesn't make sense? No, it is really screwy. They haven't been able to reform it in decades. Yeah. Right. Like the whole thing is messed up. The solution, terrible. Yeah. You want to hear my build the wall weird ass take on this? That has oh been sure, you're in Texas. Do you have a wall? Yeah, I mean we're well. I mean it's yeah, you're not that part of wall. Texas. I mean we have people in the National Guard down there deployed to the to the border doing thing. I can't speak more of it because I'm not there. But uh, no, I think the Republicans that they really were really huge on this. They they wanted to they really wanted to build a wall. That was a huge priority for them. I think they should have embraced the idea of climate change because then they could sell it as you know with their whole fear and hysteria fucking you know mo that they do they'd be like oh well if climate change is coming around we're gonna have a bunch of flood of ref climate refugees trying to move up north from the affected areas and then you know we have a wall here to you know physical wall to stop them to keep america america or whatever and i think that there's just could have sold it that, they, that way but that's my twisted fucking brain that's been doing well, this shit for too long i think trump's biggest mistake was not making maga branded face masks ah yeah but seriously like he he created the vaccine he could just rode that all the way home Yep. It's the Trump vaccine and the Trump mask and done all that. He'd and still like, be president. And, and fucking Teddy Roosevelt helped create the national park system, right? Like conservatives used to be also concerned the environment. And yeah. I don't get it. No, I mean, he'd still be president if he just had gone all in. You know, like Fauci's my buddy. We're going to do this shit. We're going to lock this down. Save America. Um, and, you know, I actually think that the lockdowns after the first few months are like not what we needed to do. Like lockdown, you want to lock down immediately until you learn enough what the what the hell's going on. 
right? Yeah, get it under control. Not even you, not, you don't even know if you can get it under control. You don't know enough to know anything to decide if you can get it under control. You know, you have a big bad virus that's spread respiratory wise in some shape or form, right? Everyone go hide out in their house until we can figure out what the F's going on. That was March. Yeah. By June, eh, now you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But some people yeah. were locked down for a year. I'm like, what are you doing? I wasn't locked down for a year. I was back in the lab in June. I was in the hospital the whole time. But point being, like, you know, I was back at the other job in June. Okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it goes it's back to the pause message. button to figure out what the hell's going on. You are never, ever going to isolate and burn out a coronavirus. Because it's like the common cold. You can't do it. It just comes back and you get it again. Yeah. You can't generate yeah. permanent immunity to these types of viruses. You generate immunity from dying. You yeah. can't generate permanent immunity to it. We know this. Yep. But again, messaging. Well, we were actually screwed by the fact that the vaccine did so well preventing mild transmission in the first variant before it mutated out. That was really because we were dealing with an OG strain that hadn't mutated yet. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, look, it's blocking transmission. Everyone latched onto that and not the fact the whole point was to prevent it from killing you. And now people yeah. can't remember that. I had to with so many people. It's not about stopping this. You're going to get it. It's, everybody's going to get it. Grandma's going right, to get it. But that's not the very first message from December of 2020 when the data came out, right? Because it was so good for even mild transmission. Yeah. But it was for how long? Oh, eight weeks. Cool. Okay. Let's, virus isn't going to stay the virus. It's going to be a different virus because that's what virus or your and or your antibodies go away over time, which is always what happens. Yeah, there's very few viruses you maintain permanent circulating antibodies for. They exist. Hepatitis A is a great example. Yeah, but coronaviruses are not. Yeah, it's just another one of those things. It's the gap between what the public really should know to be a competent adult in our world and what the public does know is just so unbridgeable. Not even the knowledge. This is like actually pretty complicated knowledge. It's understanding how to interpret what experts are telling you. It's not knowledge. It's thinking skills. Yeah. Information literacy. Parsing. Yes. Parsing what? I mean, good from bad experts. But figuring out what that that guy's agenda is, knowing that Brett Weinstein is probably trying to make money off of a freaking Patreon, and Tony Fauci has been one of one of the former bullshitter crowd. Matt Phillips points this out because I yeah. talked to him. Like, oh, you idea, do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the idea is, in his view, and I agree with him. It's not about knowledge. You're never going to backfill knowledge, especially when like a million papers are published today, right? Like the amount of knowledge that you need to understand everything, very high, right? And God knows yes. what the next issue is that you have to know about. It's knowing how to think well enough to either obtain the knowledge or understand when you should obtain the knowledge or when you're being bullshitted or understand when they say, look, like, yeah, we were really excited about the fact that it blocked infection, but that's really a you know, a freebie benefit. And that really wasn't the point. You go, oh, okay, they're talking about this new thing. I'll just go look at that for a few minutes. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Thank you. You're really skeptical still, right? It's that skill. It's the skill that matters. Yeah. And we don't teach that. But... No, you basically have to go get a PhD. <laughs>
And then half the time with PhDs, you have Dunning Kruger for things that aren't. Yeah, because you, you hyper specialize. So I mean, there's... And then you but you assume you can learn anything else too, and you forget about how hard it was to get your hard won knowledge. You know, it's like the physicists who think they understand everything about biology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.